0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes
1: For it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to The Legend of Retro. My name is Craig W.K. and I have to keep it down. I, I had to get you guys an episode. But I also have to go to Sunday school. And so I just figured if we'd jump on in and, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll just, just listen in on
1: uh, what I have going on here. Uh, shh, shh, hold on, hold on. Uh, the teacher's talking. In the beginning, God created the surface world and the underworld. But there was darkness. So on the first day, God created Light Side. The next day, God created a link between the worlds. On the third day, he gave the world vegetation to produce air. On the fourth, he created birds to soar through the air. The fifth day, he brought water to the plants to grow and be nutrition for the many animals he introduced to this world. On the sixth day, God created humans. Then, on the seventh and final day, God created Terra Terranigma.
0: That's right. Today we're talking about Terranigma, released by Enix but developed by Quintet for the Super Nintendo on October 20th, 1995. This action RPG tells the epic story of good versus evil, with the mischievous Ark as the protagonist who must remake an entire world. Easily, build for nothing. easily one of the top three Sunday school classes I've ever been in. <laughs>
1: Now, doing research for this game, I originally thought we were doing a game called Terra Nigma, where it uh, it's a beat 'em up, starring Terra from Final Fantasy VI and Edward Nigma, for the Riddler from the Battle uh, Batman games. But uh, no, we're doing this one, the RPG. Also, a good game. It is a great game, but.
0: Today we're talking about, uh, a game that exists. Dara <laughs> <laughs> Until I make the other one, Craig. Uh, touche. Touche. Yeah. Uh, so this was never brought to America. Uh, if no you true. couldn't tell from the religious undertones, and overtones, uh, it was a bit too much for USA. So it was released in Japan and the PAL region.
1: Now... Do you think that it was for that specific reason, reason, or do you think it was just because, the, you know, um, Enix closed their American corporate office, their subsidiary? I mean, that definitely doesn't help. Uh, but, uh,
0: uh, other, you know, like, Nintendo themselves could have brought it over if they wanted. Like, uh, Nintendo of America, I think, are who brought Illusion of Gaia uh, over. Like, it was, a, like, published by... It was developed by Quintet, published by Enix, but I think Nintendo gave them a big hand with Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma would not fly in America.
1: Mm, okay. Because uh, I know that... Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, go on. I was. Yeah, so the brands closed in, like, November 95, because, you know, RPGs weren't selling, and that was yeah. what Enix was known for. So, you know, we didn't get the Dragon Quest V, we didn't get Dragon Quest VI... But, I mean, at, at least we got King Arthur and the Knights of the Justice, right, Craig? Ugh. Right?
0: Game makes me wish I was
1: dead. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, eventually, uh, Enix America Inc. organized and uh, informed from 1999 to 2003. So we were able to get, like, Dragon Quest Monsters and, of course, Dragon Quest Seven. And uh, uh, it's interesting you bring up Dragon Quest Seven. Okay, what's going on?
0: So, the character designs uh, uh, for Terranigma were made by manga artist Kamui Fujiwara, who would go on to make the official manga adaptation of Dragon Quest Seven.
1: Ooh, so there's a manga for Dragon Quest Seven. Let me just Google that. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, Dragon. it's, uh, what is it called? Uh, Children of Eden is, like, the subtitle. Oh. Uh, it was pretty good from what I read. I uh, There were fans translating it. Oh god! Back in like the early two thousands, and uh, they only had at that time released a few chapters, but it gets you up to uh, when mm. you go to the past uh, and meet the the uh, the Night Woman, Warriors uh, of Eden. Yeah, Warriors of Eden. That's what it is. Yeah, mm. uh, it it's solid. I from what I read, it was pretty good. But anyway, uh, yes, uh, another uh, comic tie in though. Uh, the German magazine Club Nintendo got a uh, comic that covered the first part of this game and of course there was a manga adaptation as well in Japan that we never got uh, but uh, let's briefly talk about the the sort of the heritage of Terranigma because I feel like that is very important to knowing about the game in general alright so Terranigma is unofficially a part of a trilogy. It's known as the Soul Blazer Trilogy. Because Quintet and Enix, or Enix through Quintet, however you want to look at it, uh, made uh, Soul Blazer, and then Illusion of Gaia, and then Terranigma. And they're all very similar. They're action RPGs, and they all kind of involve... What was that first one you said? Soul Blazer. Soul Blazer, okay. Uh, all for Super Nintendo. Uh, all solid games. I feel like they objectively get better as they go on. Uh, I feel like... I think Illusion of Gaia is one of my favorite games of all time, and I absolutely adore it. But Terranigma certainly took what Illusion of Gaia did and then improved upon it. Okay. Like, there's no way they, they didn't, you know? I... Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of overarching themes, so if you're familiar with those other games, Terranigma will certainly be up your alley, certainly if you enjoyed those games. Terranigma is a must-play. Uh, but the, the gameplay is a little more action than the previous titles in this unofficial trilogy. Uh, you, uh, arc fights with a spear uh, or a quarterstaff, depending on what you pick up, which I thought was a, a really interesting weapon selection because you know how many action rp or action yeah i guess action rpg stars can you think of that don't fight with
1: a sword yeah because it's generally the go-to it's the hero's weapon yeah for sure and in this game you don't ever get a sword you get
0: a spear and the combat style that you have reflects that uh so uh unlike illusion of gaia which has a few moves uh, you know, they're, they're certainly there, but mostly it's just a lot of swing your flute or sword or mm-hmm. creepy cosmic tendril if you're the final form. Uh, in this game, uh, you have, like, uh, a bunch of different techniques. So you can, like, get a running head start, jump, or, uh, uh, jump and attack, and you do this, like, diving spear bomb. You can just jump and attack, and you kind of do this flip in midair and swipe... You can uh, uh, dash forward and attack, and you do like this flying lunge. You can smash the attack button, and you do the like uh, uh, Chun Li, uh, E Honda like multi attack that where it looks like you're just like moving at the like you know uh, 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 know, ultra fast. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a bunch of different moves, and supposedly with the game, each enemy has like certain moves that are best to use against it. Uh, which I think is certainly the case, but the gameplay is so open that, like, it isn't needed. Like, it's not like you have to, like, oh, I have to use this one move against this one guy. You kind of just get to run
1: through the game and do what you want with it, mm-hmm. which is just... And powerful. I know that I know that diving attack move, like, has a little bit of an invincibility as you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So I know it's also, like, a good dive, like a defense move if you're trying to get through a bunch of enemies.
2: Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, those uh, those iframes that it give you... Uh, are are
0: wonderful. Uh, honestly, that diving move is probably the one I end up using the most. That and the dash attack. I those are the two that I end up like falling back on the most.
1: Now, so you 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 fight with the staff, but you can add elemental effects to these, right? Yeah, there's like a magic system in this game, and honestly, the magic system is a bit
0: clunky and weird. I ended up going through the game hardly using any magic because I don't know that. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't feel like it
1: works very well against bosses, or maybe you just can't use them against bosses. So I read that a lot of the bosses, the uh, they take like 75% less damage on elemental weapons. So a lot of the time, your basic standard weapon does more damage against bosses. Mm-hmm. So does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds right. There, there is a, one boss in particular. I didn't think to change my weapon.
0: It took me probably like a half hour to beat them. And it's one of the toughest bosses in the game. Uh, uh, I don't want to reveal too many spoilers in this. Uh, so I'll I'll save that. But yeah, there, there's some tough bosses in this game. And they can be made tougher if you don't know what you're doing, like me, when I went through the game.
1: Well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of we had that community playthrough of Star Ocean. And if you had the wrong elemental effect on your weapon, it would heal the enemy instead Aww, of killing him. So bad. So <laughs> terrible. Uh, Glitch, you've never played this game, have you? So uh, I believe, I. so I haven't played it. I am I remember coming over to your place once and you booted it up, if I remember correctly, and kind of showed me like the intro. But I have never even played this game at all absolutely worth playing if there is a
0: game uh from the legend of retro series that i would like that would put in like the top recommendations for you terranigma i
1: think would be one of them okay i know they made like the legend of retro recommendation list like this is your for glitch For the glitch, okay. For the
0: glitch specifically. Don't be wrong, I'd recommend this game to anybody anyway because I think it's a marvelous game. But I think for you, with your love of, like, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past and that that era of Super Nintendo gaming, it's kind of criminal that you've not let yourself play
1: this. Well... I can tell you it wasn't easy to get access to. That's true. You got me there.
0: Uh, I I didn't play this, of course, until years later when I found out that Illusion of Gaia had a spiritual uh, sequel. And uh, I tracked it down online and was blown away by the fact that it was already in English. And I played through the entire game on emulator having to restart a couple of times because... Records would get deleted, or Oof. my computer would, you know, crap out, and I'd have to like make room on the computer because you know, let's face it, computers weren't
1: very fancy back in the late '90s. Your mega memory hard drive erased everything.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> tough. Uh, it's it tough. is tough. I, uh, but yeah, I uh, adore the game, and honestly, the 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 story is surprisingly
1: deep and surprisingly heavy yeah a lot of the stuff i read about this game was it's very dark as far as the story goes like there's a lot of very emotionally sad and a lot of issues with i'll say trust with with characters yeah um not to get too far but uh it uh it definitely is like one of those standout things about this game was everyone's like it's the story. The story is what really drives this game the most.
0: I think the gameplay is phenomenal. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, just fighting enemies feels good in this game. But uh, uh, but yeah, the story is certainly the highlight. And uh, uh, without revealing too many spoilers or anything. So the game starts and you're in a village. And, you know, uh, there's like these weird, like, like, balls of light that like float through your village and your village is called krista and it's like oh okay all right you know sure okay whatever fantasy setting all right i get it and so you kind of wander around town and you can't leave town and you have like this childhood friend named uh l or ellie uh however l, you, yeah. you know and uh however you want to pronounce it and uh it, you know, you, you're you kind of get you know, you, your character gets up to mischief and stuff, and like, you find out that there's this sealed door in the Elder's house where you live. Uh, the Elder, like, has raised you and taken care of you. And, uh, you know, your friends, like, dare you to, like, bust open this door. And so you're like, yeah, alright, whatever. What's the worst that's gonna happen? And so you smash open the door and go inside and you find that there is a friendly, but a demon who comes out and he's like hey uh glad you freed me uh this is great thanks uh i owe you one and so you take this demon out with this like box that like stores an infinite amount of stuff like a bag of holding from dnd it's essentially the the pause menu for Terranigma. and you get out and everyone's frozen in place everyone's just solid they can't move they can't react And so Ark freaks out and the elder finds him who can move. And so the elder is like, listen, things have begun to move. You need to travel around through our world and kind of prove yourself that you're like, you know, you can handle this. And so you're like, all right, sure. And so you travel through this underworld. You're not in, like, a grassy land or anything. You're in this, like, subterranean world with these crazy, like, Mode 7
1: effects that, like, show you the world around you, which is just awesome looking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can see, like, the outline of the world above you. Uh-huh. In the Mode 7, it's pretty sweet. And so you you end up finding out that the world is
0: destroyed. Like, the forces of good and evil... God, the Devil, Gaia, Dark Gaia, whatever you want to call them in this setting, their fight annihilated the world. Like, there's nothing left. Like, you're it. And so the Elder tells you, he's like, listen, it's your responsibility to remake the world. And he sends you to the surface, and that's what you're tasked with. You're in this barren terrible world that has no life and you need to find a way to make life and then get it to propagate and then get it to like you know the point
1: where the world is back to where it should be yeah you essentially bring life to the world you create the plants that you know you help the plants create themselves and the animals live and bring back humans and everything yeah it's this crazy chain of events
0: and like of course like the the story builds from there and you know like, it gets crazier and crazier, and, like, there's weirder stuff that happens. And you get so invested in, like, the characters and, like, the setting, and it is marvelous. Like, it is just a phenomenal game. I don't want to spoil anything more than that. But uh, but there's a lot of interesting twists, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's highly recommended. Uh, but for those who are familiar with Quintet's games, this, to me, is kind of the culmination of of their games Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, ActRaiser, EVO. uh even little bits of like Trek, Like the, all these games that they made, Terra Enigma to me is their pinnacle. Quintet would go on to make their final game, uh, Grand Stream Saga on PlayStation. It's not especially good. It, it because it hit the PlayStation and it's that like adventurey game on a PlayStation it doesn't really age as well. Mm.
1: Terranigma has aged remarkably well. And it makes me wonder like how well it would have done on the on the west if uh if it was released because I mean they already had it translated. It wasn't like they really had to do anything else. There was probably a few little things here and there they'd have to change, but
0: uh, yeah, they had a translation in English already. Uh, I I think that it would have likely been a step up from Illusion of Gaia. It's a little more actiony than Illusion of Gaia, so I think people would have liked that. But I don't think that it would have been like a breakout hit for the system. I think they would
1: have renamed it Illusion of Gaia 2.
2: Well, no, like cuz they, they
1: like to do change names of video games. They do like that they did really like to change names of video games back then.
0: Uh, but I don't know. Illusion of Gaia didn't become Soul Blazer 2. That's true. So, I feel like it would have still been Terranigma. I mean, maybe it would have been a name change, but I think it would have been an entirely different name altogether. But I feel like Terranigma has
1: a has enough punch for a western audience. Okay. Um I did look up a couple things because, uh, you know, obviously this game is loved by a lot of people. In 2019, the Gamer uh, website, they did their top 10 games that were never released in North America. And, uh, of all it was time or just on Super Nintendo? Of all time. And it was number four on the list.
0: Not that surprising, to be honest, because it is a phenomenal game. Did you catch any of the others on that list?
1: I got the list right here in front of me. Did you want to give a guess at what number one is?
0: Oh, uh, never released in America? Uh, Shoot, let's see. Uh, Maybe one of the Dragon Quest games? Final Fantasy
1: V? Look deep down inside your heart, Craig.
0: I don't have one of those, so I don't know how to do this.
1: Mother 3. Of course,
0: Mother 3. Ah, that's stupid. How did I not get that
1: one? How did Uh, I not get that one? uh, Alien Soldier is one of them. A game called Metal Wolf Chaos. I'm not familiar with that one. Wait, Alien Soldier kind of came out in America.
0: It was on the Sega Channel. I mean, it didn't get a
1: cartridge release, but... Hmm. Maybe this is the original release, maybe.
3: And, I mean, I guess Um, it never
1: got a cartridge, so it counts, I suppose. Right. Sweet Home, which is a game that I've heard is, like, really good. You know, are you familiar with that? Oh, I am familiar with Sweet Home. I have heard amazing things about it, yeah. So, what else is on that list? Uh, Rondo of Blood is also on the list. Oh, phenomenal game. Harmful Park. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, I've Um, heard of that. And then The Fireman. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's a – it is – seem to be beloved although i will see ign did their list of 100 greatest rpgs of all time i, th- I think you're familiar with this list right i might be a bit familiar with this yeah. list um Terranigma's not on there correct because they're idiots they h- could have also just done ones that were released on the west side too because i don't think there was anything that wasn't eventually released on the west coast that wasn't that was on that list i stand by my statement
0: <laughs> no that list wasn't as bad as it could have been for sure we have seen some much
1: worse lists since then you know i, I do want to ask you something about that list do you remember what was number one on that list uh, uh yeah i think it was chrono trigger it was chrono trigger and number two was final fantasy six right fantasy six uh-huh uh little known fact so you guys did that episode in like 2017 or 18 that list originally came out ign did that list in 2012 Oh. Final Fantasy VI was number one. And Chrono Trigger was two. They switched it? So eventually they updated the list and swapped the two. Interesting. I, I, I didn't like to see what else was different, but I, I was like searching for that list. And I went to the IGN's website and I was like, okay, here's the list. And I couldn't do like, you know, click find because I just wanted to see is, is enigma on this list. Yeah. So I went and I found like a Reddit of it. And it was from like years ago. And it was that list. It had the link to the website but it kept saying Final Fantasy 6. Every time I went to another website, it kept saying Final Fantasy 6 was number 1 and I was like, "Oh, they must have updated this list." Interesting. Yeah, I would like to look through that at some point. Huh. I uh Yeah, it, I'll send you I'll send you a link to the Reddit thing. It has them all listed 1 through 100. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Please do. I uh I got to check that out. I uh,
0: So, yeah, all in all, Terror Enigma is is pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, before I keep gushing about this game and just going on and on and droning about it, Glitch, uh, is there anything uh, interesting that you found from
1: uh, like how much it costs or anything else like that? So I could not find much about the cost of this game. So it's either that there's a lot of reproductions of this game. I feel like because it wasn't released in North America, there's a ton of reproduction cards. So the website I was using, it wasn't giving me reliable data. Like it would say, some cartridges were selling for hundred bucks, some were selling for fifty, some were selling for twenty. So I couldn't really go off of that. It looks like the game's pretty rare, even in the European market. Um, so like I was thinking, it was one hundred and fifty bucks. But I did find some speedrunning stuff, which was oh. pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, what kind of speedrunning uh, info you got there? Um, so the game, uh, there isn't any percent. It's held by Z4Tox. Uh, did you want to give a guess at the the time he got for this? Gosh, I mean, if you're going off
0: my time, it is going to be substantially more. Uh, I don't know. How about uh,
1: uh, uh, four hours? Not too bad. Three hours, 27 minutes, and 28 seconds. Keep in mind, my time would have been like quadruple that at least. I mean, we, we recently talked about uh, Dragon Quest 7 and how people have ridiculous speedruns on that. So it's it's no, it's, it uh, is possible for people to cut hundreds of hours out of, a, out of a game. I don't know how, but yes, they do it. Uh, there's two techniques they use pretty early in the game to uh, really power themselves up and kind of grind for leveling. Yeah. Uh, one of them is there's the parasite boss. He's the boss you fight to uh, bring back plant life. Um, the little parasites that he throws give a ton of HP, uh, um, XP, and they only take one hit. So that's one of the first grinding spots they use. They don't oh. kill off the enemy. They just keep destroying the little you know, things they keep throwing. I'll do that the next time I play. That's a slick idea. And then the second spot uh, is against the birds. So there's these two birds, uh, green and black, that you have to fight. These are the birds you kill to... Is it to bring the birds to the world? I think it is. Um, you, There's a green one, and it'll dive down. And if you hit it and kill it, you earn the XP for, the, for defeating it. But if you fall, because it's kind of like on a platform that you have to climb up, if you fall down, it restarts the battle when you climb back up. So oh. the speedrunners will do that dive attack, kill the bird when it's not on a platform, fall down, get the XP, and then go back up.
2: Oh, that's and just slick. keep doing the
1: battle over and over and over, and they ended up like leveling up to like level eighteen by the time they left it. Okay, yeah. I, I don't remember how many levels
0: are in the game. Uh, I, I, uh, I feel like uh, I had a little bit of, t- of a tough time in like the final dungeon, so I ended up grinding for a bit at the end. But
1: through most of the game, I did not bother grinding unless I was just in the mood to kill stuff because it was fun. So I knew you really wanted me to play this game. So I did not complete watch. I didn't finish watching the speedrun. Oh. I, I don't know how the rest of this game goes. I know the. I know a little bit that happens after this, and I won't say anything about it. But uh, after you, you know, bring back everything. I watched like the first stage, and then I stopped watching. So I, it was. It'd still be a mystery to me.
0: Uh, I. I, can go through it. I really hope that you play this game at some point. I uh, and i know that right now you're powering through like the what is it dragon quest eight is like your uh, current yeah. yeah hopefully by this time right now i'm done with dragon quest eight i'll cross my fingers cross? for you so i yeah. uh, i'll say this i would say that uh uh unless you're jonesing for another dragon quest game and you're like you know because i know you've been trying to get through all those uh i would say that uh give terranigma a try or maybe it'll become a community playthrough if the fans are interested in uh uh playing it uh it's yeah it's not easy to come across you have to essentially emulate it there's really no other way mm-hmm. uh but for those interested let us know because uh, uh you know we're we're doing community playthroughs uh so every few weeks we uh have weekly checkpoints uh Daily and weekly checkpoints. Uh, You know, we all talk about the game as we go through. It's a lot of fun playing these games together. Uh, So, you know, definitely uh, join our Discord at uh, GameZillaMedia.com and uh, yeah, you can talk retro games with us and also uh, play video games sort of together with us, as together as we can in this day and age.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But I... Glitch, before I continue just going on and on about this game and how amazing it is, uh, there's a, a a fair bit to get to when it comes to the music. What do you say? We take a brief pause, hear a word from one of our partners, and we'll go ahead and do so.
3: Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com/mottchildren. That's t-i-l-t-i-f-y.com/m-o-t-t-children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So, if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com/mottchildren and play for the little victors.
0: The music in this game was composed by Miyoko Takaoka and Masanori Hikichi. Now, if you had to take a shot in the dark for a, a uh, another game that Hikichi worked on, that was on the Sega Genesis, what would you say it was, There, uh, uh, glitch?
1: What is the game that I covered with you. It was an action RPG.
0: Oh, uh, I... Yuzo Koshiro's... uh, I... I... I Oh. uh, It's called The Adventures of Thor in uh, PAL regions. Uh, Beyond Oasis. Yeah, Beyond Oasis. Uh, That was my guess. Is that not correct? Yuzo Koshiro did that one. No, no. Hikichi did... Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. What? And supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly, according to the internet, the two of them are uncredited composers for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Three. Hmm. And possibly Sonic and Knuckles? I found
1: no proof of this. Take that with the grainiest of grains of salt. Here's the thing: Who isn't uncredited for uh, the Sonic games? That's a good question. I feel like there's a lot of people that uh, you hear years down the road. Yeah, yeah, I, I did a track for Sonic Three. I don't have Whitney any Houston idea. did two tracks for Sonic Three. I not
0: know wow. If that. Wow! Yeah. Oh dang! Yeah. She got time away from. What was, uh, she did? Uh, Bobby Rye, I think. What? Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, much like the the composer for Illusion of Gaia, kind of just that being, like, their only game they ever worked on ever, like, Terranigma is, like, their biggest and best, and, I mean, honestly, as good as the soundtrack is, maybe there was no reason to do another video game soundtrack, because it's just, they hit the pinnacle. Get that S-tier. <laughs> Absolutely an S-tier soundtrack. No question about it. So let's go ahead and listen to uh, the first track, uh, which is coincidentally the first track that uh, Glitch chose. This is a song called Light and Darkness. That is the track Light and Darkness.
1: So much emotion in that track. for
0: sure. It is honestly a a surprisingly emotional game. Uh, There there is a a lot going on in the game that you wouldn't really think you'd get from such a a title. Uh, But uh, yeah, Terranigma is uh, uh, super emotional, and that track does a really good job of highlighting that. But uh, Terranigma is also a very adventurous game. And so uh, this next track, uh, probably my favorite from the soundtrack, is a track called Underworld. This is uh, what plays while you're wandering around in the uh, labyrinthian, you know, underground world. Uh, Let's give it a listen.
1: Underworld. It sounds a lot like a Final Fantasy song. Especially that I don't know, what is that? like a, That harp or that piano part that scales up and down? Oh, yeah. It definitely has a
0: Final Fantasy feel to it. It's uh, uh, certainly reminiscent of something you might hear from Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think says a lot that the composers were able to make something that was on par with something Nabuhu Yumatsu would make. I uh, But uh, the final track we have is one that uh, Glitch and I both decided is an amazing song and another one of my favorites. Uh, This is the song of the overworld. This is uh, when you're, you know, above ground uh, later in the game. So let's go ahead and give this one a listen. we overworld man I really enjoy the soundtrack for this game yeah that's a really hot
1: track right there I like that one
0: yeah all in all the the music is very good uh, for Terranigma Uh, if nothing else I recommend tracking down the soundtrack online Uh, but uh, Glitch what are your final thoughts when it comes to Terranigma
1: so it looks like a great action RPG I, I can tell just by everyone's reaction to it and even when i was watching the speed run they were so secretive about the story because i feel like even though they knew uh people were watching that were familiar with the game it was like if there's a new listener in here i don't want to spoil anything so it really gets me want to really pumped to want to try and play this game
0: yeah i definitely hope you do uh I hope that our fans are interested in a uh, community playthrough or something like that at uh, some point because, uh, yeah, Enigma is awesome. I highly recommend it. Uh, It it is probably in my top five of games that we've covered on Legend of Retro. It's probably in my top five most recommended. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It says a lot. There's a lot of good games we've covered, but, man, it is. But it's also, you know, it's, it's so few people have played it. You know, because it never came to America. And so, you know, there's just not as many people that have played it. But those who've played it know it's amazing. So uh, definitely uh, check it out if you can. If you're even somewhat interested, I recommend it. But uh, Glitch, what do you say we jump on into our Retro Relapse?
3: Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast.
1: So, speaking of games not released in North America, I got us a copy of LSD Dream Emulator. Or Simulator. Uh, Dream Simulator.
0: Yeah, I've seen it called uh, LSD Dream Emulator online before. Dream Simulator. Uh, But regardless, uh, it is a exploration game uh, that never... Game, game with quotation marks. Uh, game with quotation marks, quite right, quite right. Uh, where you wander around through surreal environments, and uh, apparently it was made by uh, this Japanese artist named Osamu Sato, uh, who really wasn't a big fan of video games, but he <laughs> wanted to use the PlayStation to be able to create contemporary
1: art. Uh, arts could be a word to uh, describe what I witnessed in this game. So, how far did you get? Um, I traveled quite a bit. Uh huh. Um, so in this game, to travel from like room to room, there's either a a door, or B, just run into something. Uh-huh. just yeah. there's a wall, just run into the wall. Who cares? Um, I. I got to a room where there were two sumo wrestlers wrestling well, oh I saw uh, that. You didn't see that okay I'm glad uh, uh, I'm glad someone else witnessed that because I feel like uh, I was on drugs when I saw that but um, there was like it was just so bizarre the The colors were the, just all crazy I, there was one room where there was a giant pit did you jump in the pit? I did jump in the pit. Oh, I jumped in the I pit too. I think I died. I think it brought me to like the next day. So it was like it's days. So like it starts you off day one, and then you, you wake up in your room or whatever your motel or something. I got to I think about day four. Okay, so I got to day three, and then I actually hit exit on the game, and then started it back up. But I was able. I found the sumo wrestlers both times. So I was pretty excited about that. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I. Uh, I feel like
0: this is likely a, I, I don't, I can't say for sure. i I've never taken LSD. Uh, for those who don't know, LSD is a hallucinogenic drug. Uh, I've never taken it, and uh, I am utterly horrified to take hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs. I know what's in my mind. I know what darkness lies within. (laughs) I can't fathom a world that I create that would not try to destroy me. So I have to take their word for it that this is what being on LSD would be like. Uh, Is LSD even that much of a hallucinogenic? Now I'm curious. There, there There's so many drugs that like People think that, you know, oh, the does all these things, and, like, it, it's not really, you know,
1: that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. So what you're saying is I shouldn't take your dream journal that I'm sure you keep track of uh, and turn it into a video game? I wouldn't mind doing a little bit. Or, well, I wouldn't uh,
0: uh, mind if you did a little bit of light reading.
1: A <laughs> little light reading? I. Uh, uh, yeah, So, would okay.
0: you find
1: out? So, uh,
0: it is a psychedelic. LSD is. It's essentially acid.
1: Okay. I, I thought, felt like this game wasn't made for the PlayStation. Maybe it was more for like uh, a place where nobody played video games, like the CDI or the 3DO. You're probably right. That actually is... You're, you're probably spot on with that. You uh, know what? I, funny, though, is, so I was looking up a list of, I found that the gamer did the top 10 games that didn't come to North America, Uh Uh, and I think it was, like, the second or third URL down listed this as, like, one of the top games. It was, like, top 25 games North America didn't get, and this was on there, and I was like, why would anyone put this on a list? Now, (laughs) I will
0: say, I... So... Here's the thing. This is not really a video game. There, no. there, There is not gameplay in the sense that, like, you know, this is a game. There's challenges. It's, It's this weird art showcase of bizarre things that you come across with odd music. And honestly, some things, like... I will say, like, there's a point where, and maybe you saw
1: it as well, or maybe it was on the fourth day, where you were, like, walking through, like, sewers oh mark oh so there's a i was gonna ask you about this uh there's one where it was like the start of day three i think Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's a like what is a the real video was fm fmv whatever fmv of someone walking through like a japanese marketplace like did you see that too no i didn't see that yeah, like, it was a real video of people walking through a marketplace. And then that was it. And then the, then the day started and the game started. Like, it was so weird. Uh, did you uh, go through the sewers? So I didn't encounter any sewers, Now, So I think it was day four, and I might be crazy. But, like... I think we're sounding so crazy right now. I just want to
0: point that out. That's the beauty of this game. Game with quotation marks. Uh, there was, like, these sewers. But, like, the walls sort of looked flesh-colored... And it was really unsettling. And maybe this is when I took LSD. And there's a an overlap in this game and uh, my own experiences. Uh, but no, it was really creepy. Like, you were walking through. And it was like, noise was, like, getting louder. And so I would run. And, like, I'd get to the end of the sewer and go to turn around. And the, like, and the noise would get louder. And I'd kind of, like, be nervous about moving forward. And finally, I, like, found this room filled with, like, all of these, like... I uh, uh like chubby children.
2: What? And it was just like, no, what
0: the heck is
1: this? And yeah. uh, I, I hey, just so the listeners know, this game is in first person view too. So uh-huh. it's not like you're controlling a character; like it's what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah, there there is a button for looking up, a button for looking down,
0: a button for running, and. Uh, well, oh, and then like a, a quick look around. Not that you turn around quickly, you can hit a button and it makes you look behind you and so you see everything on your right to what's behind you. And then there's the left button and it like makes you look at everything on your left to what's behind you. And uh, I gotta say this is certainly not a video game. It is certainly are objectively not a good video game. There's no gameplay. Eight out of eight. I definitely recommend everyone check it out. I will say it. It did its job, right? Yeah, it is a it is a showcase of odd art, weird mood, uh, and yeah, it, it is certainly worth checking out for just the weirdness alone. Also, the I will say, uh, maybe I just you know. Uh, enjoy eclectic art but I thought that the game was very pretty like there are moments where like there's like a lone tree and everything's ultra pink the grass is pink like the tree is pink the sky is like this stark blue and it's just like oh wow that looks that just looks pretty I like that I just felt like there was a lot of uh, pretty imagery in this game but also really creepy stuff like the street. Did you find yourself on the, like, the dark street? No, I didn't get there. I, abruptly, there's a flash of light after, like, I, I don't know, was wandering around in, like, a forest. And then I was just on this, like, street with, like, street lights and a car in the front, and, like, it was just really dark. And, like, I was looking up at, like, street lamps to see if that would trigger the next event. And it was just so weird. I, I highly recommend people check this game out. Not in the way that Terror Enigma is, like, an amazing game, but in just
1: such a weird bizarre eclectic thing, I will say I will definitely play this game again just to see what else it has. so I mean it gets bonus points for that but man it's so weird. Uh, I give it a I give it a six. It's higher than I thought you would yeah I yeah I, I definitely am giving it an eight out of eight for no other reason
0: than I want people to play this. <laughs> but maybe don't actually take LSD because hallucinogenics are probably not very good for your mind and brain. And, uh, yeah, you
1: know. drugs are bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, in general, drugs are bad. Uh, and if you're Craig, they're somehow infinitely worse because you don't want to make a world of your own design because the world that you've made is horrifying to everybody. Go, cough
1: show. Whoa. It just got really dark over here. By the way, that was a spell that sends us into the
0: future! Welcome to the music bracket of the future. I am future Craig WK, and today we're taking a look at our two competitors in the music bracket that, uh,. Uh, past Craig WK, and uh, the glitch did not know. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at what we have today. Uh, Which, this might be the most difficult matchup in the entire bracket. Both of our songs are from Mega Man 2, composed by Takashi Tateishi. Uh, First up, we have the theme of Bubble Man. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. uh, Which you might listen to that and think, wow, no, I'm going to absolutely choose that. That's amazing. But here comes the problem. It's up against Woodman, uh, which is also phenomenal. Let's give it a listen. These themes are so good. Uh, honestly, I'm really curious how everyone's going to vote. Uh, and when it comes to voting, uh, you guys have a lot of different options. Uh, and every every vote counts. So uh, you can jump on our Facebook page. We have a vote there with emojis. Uh, we have a vote on our Twitter account. Uh, if you join us on our Discord, if you go to uh, GameZillaMedia.com, there's a link to our Discord. You can chat about retro games with us uh, there. And every week we have the uh, the vote there as well. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, members of our Patreon, for as little as $1 per month, uh, if you support us over at patreon.com slash media uh, you're going to be able to get a vote there as well. Uh, so, you know, by all means, join us in our Discord. Uh, support us on Patreon. Definitely means the world to us. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is going to be one of the, the tougher ones, I think. This is going to be a... I feel like it's going to be a really close matchup. Now, there have been some uh, music bracket matchups where, you know, one's a clear winner and the other is clearly a loser. Uh, in the numbers anyway. All the music's great. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty pumped to uh, see how everyone votes. Uh, let's go ahead and jump back to the past and hear what Reg WK, past Crook WK, and The Glitch have to say. Enough,
1: and we're back in the present uh i miss the days when we just went listen glitch you decided to make
0: a bargain with me and this is what happens we don't doodle doodle our way through time We call upon the darkness of our uh, ancient lords and masters, the great old ones that sleep beyond the sky.
1: Look, I didn't know you were contractually obligated to be on every single RPG episode. Okay. I uh, am. That is a uh, little-known fact.
0: I think I am on nearly every RPG episode that we've ever done.
1: Although, I mean, I could take it to a lawyer and figure out a way around it, because when Chops wrote it up, he wrote RPG Game... Episode, which those don't exist, because this is you know the G is already game. So I don't know what that was. Uh, the G is for great. Mm. You're a lawyer, aren't you, Craig? You know your way around contracts. Indeed, geez. I am. Indeed, I am. Well,
0: I. Uh, that is our episode for today. Definitely means a lot that you guys listened in. Hopefully, you don't mind that I also sacrificed all of your souls to send Glitch and I into the future and then back to the present. Uh, I'm sure you'll be fine with it. And uh, we'll see y'all next time
1: when the legend, when the legend continues. continues.
2: Well, the walls are moving.